everyone. Welcome to the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Sorensen, mother, grandmother, former teacher, and currently supporting parents who want to understand their children's behavior at a deeper level. This is where we talk about changing our perception and limiting beliefs around behavior to a more conscious approach to understanding ourselves, each other, and our most vulnerable population, our children. I share my self-discovery journey and what I've learned along the way and what I'm currently discovering as I continue evolving on this journey. My hope is that as we become more conscious of how we show up for ourselves, our children, and others, that we'll discover the beauty that lies within us all. So I hope you enjoy today's show. everyone and welcome to the podcast and today's episode. I am so glad to be here with you and grateful that you are here taking the time to tune in. So let's dive into today's topic which is are your children draining your energy? I think many of us and maybe most of us have the perception that children drain our energy And it is true, it takes a lot of energy to parent our children, to fulfill our responsibility um, as parents, um, providing for their needs, their basic needs, providing emotional support and nurturing, um, and just being in a relationship with them. Or all relationships really take energy And so it's essential that we're taking care of our energy Um, because the truth is that no one can take our energy unless we give it to them. We are responsible for our energy and no one has the power to take it unless we allow it. It's kind of the same concept as uh, I've, and I talk about this a lot, um, is feelings. No one can make us feel a certain way. Uh, So if we believe children are draining our energy, then children are draining our energy because we're giving it to them. The problem is, is that we're not replenishing the energy that we're using. So when we feel drained, that is our body's way of getting our attention. It's like, saying, hello, running out of gas here, need to refuel. It's like, it, it's like a car. We, if we don't pay attention um, when our car is running on empty, we get a signal, right? It's, it's a light comes on and there's a sound that, you know, goes ding, ding, time to refuel. And we don't say to, you know, our car in our head, we don't say, sorry, no time to refuel. You're just going to have to keep going. No, we go, oh, okay, I guess I'll have to stop and refuel. We make the time, we prioritize it. And because we know the consequence, if we don't, the car will break down or it'll stop moving forward. Uh, In the long run, we'll lose time. So, however, when it comes to our bodies, we tend to, rather than stopping and giving ourselves what we need to refuel, we blame. And the two most common things we blame is children and time. 
We blame children for taking the energy, and we blame time for the reason why we can't refuel. So we live in a we live in a blame culture where when things aren't going well, it's someone or something else's fault. And I see this as a pattern in our relationships. Rather than taking responsibility, we tend to blame. And I heard Dr. Bailey the other day refer to this blame cycle as the unregulated life. And that just really resonated with me because I think it's so true. Our life feels out of control when we're blaming um when we're or we're in this blame cycle because when we blame others we demand that they change and the more we try to get or manipulate others into changing the more resistance we get and which leads to power struggles which leads to more blame and you know we just get stuck in this cycle um and we get stuck in the problem which drains our energy. And our life is unregulated when we're in the cycle. And then we blame time. I don't have time to take care of myself. I have all of these other responsibilities, so I don't have time. And actually, in my view, it's irresponsible not to take care of ourselves Because when we're drained we're not showing up as our best self. And so when we're drained, our children, our partner, our family, others, you know, get the worst of us. And, and especially, usually our, our, the ones closest to us, our children and our family. Um, and so I think we get conditioned to believe that taking care of ourselves is selfish, especially as women. And, you know, that's just a lie. It's, I think not utilizing self-care, not taking care of ourselves, is actually selfish. Because again, we're not able to show up and be the models for our children that we want to be if we're drained. We aren't able to be the person we want to be when we're drained. And we blame lack of time. And really lack of time is resistance. That's about avoiding something. So when we're when we're talking about lack of time, ask yourself, what am I avoiding? Because really, if we believe that we have a lack of time, then we have a lack of time. Um, so consider taking your focus off of time or the lack of time, because what you focus on, you get more of. And focus it on managing your energy. And actually, I think we give our energy to time (laughs) a lot of the time. Um, So just imagine that you are 100% responsible for your energy, which you are. Um, So just imagine that. And then focus on how do I want to feel? Because you get to choose. You are responsible for how you want to feel. So when we accept responsibility and we're in the responsibility cycle, that is a regulated life. 
our life feels more manageable. And it feels more manageable because we're managing ourself instead of trying to control others and time, which are actually not in our control. So trying to control that which is not in our control drains our energy. And we do this unconsciously, unknowingly. Uh, We often try to control things that aren't actually in our control, like um, things like what other people are going to (laughs) think. That's a big one for me. Um, This is something I consciously have to, or that I continually have to be conscious of, um, is being aware that when I find myself worrying about what other people are going to think, to bring myself back to the reality and know that that's not within my control. And it's actually a energy drainer. Um, So worrying is a telltale sign that you are trying to control something you actually don't have control of. Um, And so other things that we tend to try to control that are out of our control are our children's behavior or how our children feel. You know, we don't want them to feel angry or upset or sad um, or how other people drive. How many of you um, or how how many of you know someone who uh, curses and complains about how other people are driving, um, which is not in our control and it's an energy drainer. So you're not in control of how Um, other people are driving or feeling or behaving, but we are in control of how we respond. And so how we react or respond can either be energy draining or energy giving. And, And it's not about not being upset. Maybe you're upset about how the other person is driving or whatever the situation is. Maybe it's a child, um, But it's not about not being upset. And I think we get this idea that we're not supposed to be upset. So we repress it and eventually we blow up. So I talk a lot about breathing. In fact, I don't talk about behavior without talking about breathing. Um, I think when I bring this up, and and this was true for me too, um, that the thought is, I'm so I'm supposed to breathe so I don't feel upset. And to be honest, with that thought, more often than not, it's like, well, I don't want to breathe. I'm upset and I just want to feel upset right now. It's almost like it negates my upset and I'm just supposed to breathe and be calm and forget about my upset. And I think it's probably because we've all heard this before as a child, you know, just calm down. You need to calm down. Take a breath. Go to your room until you're calmed down. Um, And so it can be a sore spot. So intention is everything. So the breathing I'm talking about is not about suppressing emotions. In fact, it's the opposite. What I'm talking about is composure, composing oneself, managing our upset, And you can't manage your upset 
unless you feel it. So composure is the willingness to shift from an upset inner state to a calm inner state. And breathing is about slowing down, slowing our nervous system down enough to feel our emotions. And once you can feel it and name it, you can take care of it and keep it safe so you don't project it out at others and start the blame cycle. So breathing and composing ourselves is taking responsibility for how we choose to think and feel about the situation or this person. Uh, it takes us back to being responsible for our energy and how we want to feel. Um, and maybe you want to feel energized or alive or peaceful or whatever it is. So, well, let's just take energized for an example. Um, what is it you can do to feel more energized? So we take responsibility for creating the time and the space for you to do whatever it is for you to feel more energized on a daily basis. And we often do like these big things or we get away or take a vacation to feel however it is we want to feel, which vacations are great. I like vacations. Um, but here's the problem. We don't change anything in our day-to-day -day life. Instead, we take a vacation, we get away from our life, um, and then we get back from vacation and we go back to our old uh, energy draining habits. So managing our energy instead of our time is really about putting boundaries around time and focusing on how you want to feel on a daily basis. So being responsible for our energy teaches children how to manage their energy. So in that way, we become the model of responsibility. Otherwise, the other way, we become the model for blame in an unregulated life. So apparently there's a strategy out there called the energy drain. And maybe you've heard of it or are familiar with it. I wasn't. But in the past, oh, I'd say maybe year, I've heard it a few different times in a few different places. But apparently the idea is, and, and I'm not judging this or saying it's right or wrong. So if you do use this, please don't take offense or think I'm saying it's wrong. Um, this is just my perception. So you can agree or disagree. You get to choose. I think oftentimes we use strategies because they work, or at least some of the time they work, and some of the time is better than none of the time. Um, and when I say they work, I most of the time these strategies work in the moment that we're talking about. Um, and so sometimes they work in the moment and sometimes they don't. Often we don't think about the long-term effects or the impact it has or the message that it carries behind it. 
So anyway, this energy drain was brought to my attention again the other day. So I was thinking about it. And so apparently the idea is to say to the child or children, um, energy drain, which means you're taking my energy. And so now what are you going to do so I can regain my energy Um, or something like that? Or you give them things to do to help you so that you gain more energy. So to me, this is the blame cycle. We're blaming our child for taking our energy and expecting or demanding, expecting that they change something or do something to make it better. And the message behind it really is, for the child, I should be different. I'm wrong. And over time, that that I'm wrong becomes not so much I did something wrong, but I am wrong. And it feeds into the I'm not enough belief that most of us seem to have. Um, and, you know, we try out different strategies. And, you know, that's that's what we do um, to know if something's effective or if if it's ineffective or if it helps our relationship or if it hinders our relationship with our child um and the the it works you know we're we're always looking for the strategy that works um and just the the need to have something that works is really about our discomfort. We're really saying when we say, well, it works, we're really saying it takes away my discomfort. And so we, we start, we feel upset. And so we say energy drain. So our children will change what they're doing, which calms our upset. And in that way, we're actually asking our children to regulate us. And this isn't about the energy drain either, because we do this all the time, traditionally, when we say things like, that makes me sad when you blah, 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 or you're driving me crazy, or, well, if you would just blah, 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 I wouldn't have to yell. If you would just clean your room, I wouldn't have to take your screens away. So the message is, you need to change so I can feel and act differently, which is the blame cycle. Um, And so how do we get out of the blame cycle and into a regulated life? In other words, how do we get out of the feeling of being powerless in the blame cycle? Because in the blame cycle, we're powerless. So let's get out of the cycle of powerlessness and into a cycle of empowerment and regain our energy. And so how do we do that? So number one, accept responsibility for your feelings and your energy. And if you're going to accept responsibility for your feelings, you also have to accept responsibility for your thoughts because our thoughts drive our feelings, which drive our actions. 
and no one else is responsible for these. And no one can change them but you. So take 100% responsibility for your thoughts, feelings, and actions, and this includes your energy. And then number two is using composure, which is the willingness to shift your upset inner state to a calm inner state. And we do that, you can do this by using the stop method, um, taking just so stop, focus, put your focus on you, take three deep belly breaths, so three inhales, three slow exhales, and as you breathe, tell yourself calming thoughts. Think of things that bring you peace and calm. Observe what's happening in you, feel and name your feelings, and then proceed with helpfulness. And that might be just being silent for a while or just managing your energy so you can be helpful. Uh, number three, decide how you want to feel on a daily basis. And four, put boundaries around your time and make a plan. And then rinse and repeat. This is something you practice over and over and over. It's not a one and done. It's not check off, you know, check things off. Okay, I did that, I did that. Because um, I think one of the one of the biggest problems we have is we want things to work right away. Again, we want it to work, um, but we want it quickly. We tend not to stick with something. We tend to try something for a while. And then it, after a while, it doesn't seem to be working. So we try something else. And that gets very confusing for our children because we're constantly changing it up and they don't know what to expect, which causes uh, acting out. So rinse and repeat. And, you know, making a plan too might be asking for help. It might be investing in someone to help with watch the kids, or it might be investing in someone to help with the housework or preparing meals or grocery shopping, or maybe it's a gym membership or a trainer or a coach. Maybe it's none of these. <laughs> Whatever it means for you, but do something. Make a plan. You are worth it. And generally, especially for women, we do not value ourselves enough to invest in ourselves. You are worth it. And your children are worth it. Your family is worth it. When you invest in you, it's an investment in your relationships. So go out there, invest in yourself, be worthy, and have a great week, everyone. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm so very grateful for all of you who are showing up here with me because I believe subtle shifts create big impact. How we show up in our life, in our relationships, or our parenting impact our life, our children's lives, and the world. If you're ready to brave the wilderness of your beautiful soul, live life from the inside out, and create the life you want to live, head over to my website 
at diannesorensen.net and get on my calendar to see if the Beauty and Behavior family is the right fit for you. I got you, and we'll talk again soon.